Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, thank you once again for joining Industrial Talk, a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world. Because you're bold, brave, you dare greatly, you collaborate, you solve today's problems, and you're making the world a better place each and every day. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you do and your continued support. All right, we were broadcasting on-site IoT Solutions World Congress, Barcelona, and talking to a gentleman by the name of Larry Pang. IOTEX is the company, and we are attempting and working and succeeding at demystifying blockchain. Let's get a cracking. That's always the it's always an interesting conversation to talk about blockchain, what it means, where it's going, how it's important. And how do you link that to this whole uh, digital journey that everybody appears to be on? But it's important. It's absolutely important. And uh, he does a great job. No doubt about it. He does a great job. Paper, pencil, that type of uh, conversation. Uh, Look out for him. We're going to have all the contact information for Larry out on Industrial Talk. So fear not. Reach out. Collaborate. Do what you need to do. Innovate. Educate. You know. You know the routine. All right. Out on Industrial Talk, uh, we have some webcasts. And uh, we're looking to expand on those webcasts. But right now, we have a couple that are out there. Supply chain, as well as uh, utilities. Uh, both of them are on demand. Just, you know, go in there and look at them and, and, and uh, continue to educate. We also have all of the other podcasts that we have been producing from industrial experts such as Larry. So it's all out on Industrial Talk. And if you have an, any interest whatsoever to be engaged with Industrial Talk, just go out there and say, Scott, I'm interested in knowing more. So that's all I'm asking. And let's have a conversation. We also have out there all of the events that we will be attending. And uh, if you plan, if you just go out there and you're going, oh, I'm going to that one. For You need to just look me up. And say, Scott, I want to tell my story at this particular event. Amplify that message. And uh, just keep in mind, you're helping other industrial professionals succeed. That's the noble cause right there. Right there, babe. All right, let's get on with the conversation. Larry Pang, IOTEX is the company demystifying our uh, wonderful blockchain. So let's get cracking. Listeners, we're going to be talking blockchain. Do not, do not go away on this one. Larry has guaranteed me that he's going to be able to demystify blockchain, why it's important for us in this world, in this digital transformation world. So there you go. How about that? Don't let us down now. <laughs> I got How you this. doing? I'm doing great. Like you said, Barcelona is just an amazing city. Um, we got two conferences going on kind of side by side. Have You're, you been to that other one? I have. Yeah. It's much more like, I mean, it's an audio visual kind of audio. Uh, integrated system. Hey, did you see conference. that hologram one? 
I did. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of holograms over there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just, you just walk by and you're staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> they got some kind of like demos out here where, you know, but it's hard to visualize like connectivity. Yeah, it is. Visualize data. But, it is. You know, for audio visual systems, you know, all these big cameras. It's freaking splashy rigs, over there. It is, that, man. It, yeah. yeah. And, and they got it, man. It, it, lights are everywhere, but it is pretty cool. But it's, it's, uh, it's a heck of a venue, too. It is massive. Yeah. You can get lost big time. Apparently, this is one of uh, several large conference venues in Barcelona. So, you know, there's a couple of conference organizers we were in touch with. They're trying to set up a ah. blockchain conference later, and they were just exploring venue after venue after venue. Uh, but this one, you know, more traditional. Looks like a giant airplane hangar where we're at. That's um, right. But Concrete everywhere. Very nicely. Yeah. Very <laughs> well done. You know, and the other thing that they do is that they custom build all of the the the, the spots so mm -hmm. they're, they're out there with their saws and nails and hammering and then creating these uniques it, it, it's an incredible operation honestly man it's 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 one to behold first time here first time at iot solutions world congress yeah. Yeah. um for sure we've been doing a lot of blockchain conferences around the world you know uh iotex is kind of a at the intersection of blockchain and the internet of things but you know uh Actually, walking around here, you feel a lot of people more interested in, in blockchain uh, these days. I think like before pre-COVID conference era, uh, it was hard to find anyone that would give it the time of day. But I think, um, yeah, more demonstrable pilots, more demonstrable use cases coming yeah. out, uh, starting to become a little more, more tangible for people. So, You know, in, in just a short period of time, I think we were here three years ago, COVID hit. And I can vividly remember the conversations that I were having at that particular time. Versus the conversations I've had, and there's been this uh, uh, again a, a massive leap forward in 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 hey we can collect data over here to where hey we've got to make it work we got to there, there's tactical you know information there and how do we do it and uh, far more mature of a conversation to have. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I find is that uh, IoT is like this miscellaneous file now. It just it includes anything. And everything, yeah, you know, and that that becomes confusing, quite frankly. Yeah, and I guarantee you, uh, blockchain fits in there someplace. Somebody said, "Yeah, it's IoT blockchain." Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's give us uh, the listeners a little background, uh, Larry, on who you are, and then let's get into sort of what you're doing for blockchain. Sure. Yeah, my name is Larry Pang. Uh, was educated at MIT. Come from Los Angeles, and uh, before I joined the tech industry, I was in consulting for five years. With uh, who? Uh, it's a company called Oliver Wyman, uh, oh, one of the strategy that. consulting firms yeah. that mainly focus on financial strategy consulting. Yeah, yeah. Worked for a lot of tier one banks, uh, financial intermediaries, uh, financial utilities, and specifically working with these companies more on digital transformation. So uh, was in the on-prem to cloud kind of conversion era. Yeah. And back in the day, you know, getting people to think about putting their data on cloud was like pulling teeth, right? It, it was back was. in 2016. Yeah, you're out just then. It's yeah. not that far ago. Not that it's long not ago. That long. Yeah. Big time. And the thing that really convinced them that it was safe to start adopting these cloud-based systems was one of the regulators, FINRA, put their data on the cloud. So that opened the floodgates. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Um, so it did a lot of the design around that, the strategy, the budgeting, the you know financial planning around these big digital transformation moves that are kind of now just underway, right? There's a lot of planning involved to gut legacy systems. We were working with banks that store data on tape. And these are some of the big companies that tape. a lot of people put their money on, you know? Tape. Yeah. And, and then they were they were struggling with uh, uh, putting it in the cloud and they're on tape. 
God. Yeah. This was pre Tableau. And the, yeah. the thing that really yeah. uh, encouraged them to do this is they realized they couldn't run any analysis on this data on tape. So having these cloud oh, mechanisms. Oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So um, interesting what the psychology of making some of these large changes to tech stacks looks like. But now you know, I think everyone's looking forward to what's next. Um, a lot of art talks about IoT, AI, blockchain. Um, and they need these concerted strategies, not just to implement one at a time, but how these things really mesh. The real- reality is it's, it's here and it's going to happen. And, and, and we've got to do, um, we got to do our best. And that's what this sort of, uh, venue is all about. Do our best to be able to do it correctly. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, there's a lot of, uh, misinformation out there, a lot of hype, but I think that, I think we're getting real now. Yeah. So how does blockchain fit into all of this? This is IOT. How do, how do we... How do we start demystifying that? Uh... Yeah. So, you know, post consulting, I joined IOTEX as part of the founding team. And um, uh, like Scott said, we're uh, as blockchain and IoT platform. We got started in 2017. And, you know, it's really the concept of combining tamper proof hardware with tamper proof software in the form of blockchain um, in order to create tamper proof applications, right? Uh, but even taking a, a big step back, you know, the way I see blockchain is a way to facilitate trust amongst people that don't necessarily trust each other. Today, this is generally done through intermediaries and contracts and yes. legal pursuits. Uh, but if you kind of replace that with open source code that any party can kind of dissect and verify that this is what uh, the intermediary is doing and this is the type of relationship that is brokering between people that you know maybe trust each other from like a, a collaboration perspective, but they so they want to have a sh- no sh- a shadow of a doubt that you know the things that are going on in their business relationship are what's supposed to happening. No backdoors, no funny business with the data. Um, to me, that's what blockchain really represents: the way for you know parties to work with each other. Give uh, us a use case. Way. Take that that uh, trust uh, concept, or it's not a concept; it's that reality. Yeah. Give us a use case that uh, brings it on home. I think one interesting place, and uh, you know, this is kind of where the enterprise is really looking into these days, is around supply chain, right? Uh, supply chain has so many different types of yes. stakeholders, um, from distributors to manufacturers to uh, service providers, right? And um, you know, when you think about supply chain, there's always someone at fault for something that goes wrong, right? And the way that people find out who's at fault is they kind of retroactively seek the truth. Right. Even think about like an automotive recall. Who is at fault for the airbag not, you know, deploying and right. you know, Toyota have to recalling all these vehicles? Right. Um, there's a lot of investigatory action and like legal action that needs to be to be had. Right. It's almost like finding the needle in the haystack. Yeah. But if people were proactively submitting their data to a blockchain throughout the entire process, almost kind of like cover your ass insurance in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then the answer is already there. Uh, if you're not doing anything wrong, uh, and you want to submit your data to a blockchain, um, and that blockchain can verify that you know timestamps, this is what happened. You have a real history of every stakeholder's actions throughout a process, um, and See, that's a way to build trust amongst. Uh, yeah. See, in, in in the world of supply chain, that is definitely in the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Yeah. And there's been some a lot of stress, a lot of tension, a lot of problems with it, right? Mm-hmm. Have you, in that use case, have you approached uh, companies and have you had some sort of success saying, oh, I get it. But everybody in the, in the world of logistics, you know, the, the, 
they like that complexity to a certain extent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's important to think about blockchain not as a panacea. It's not a silver bullet that's going to solve everything. But in instances where, you know, you look at some type of end-to-end workflow or some type of end-to-end process, for areas you think lack a little bit of trust, inserting blockchain into that as a point solution first before kind of gutting your entire legacy system in replacement of blockchain. That's not, I think, where we're, we're headed right now. But if you add blockchain as kind of a point solution to areas that lack trust, uh, it could be a really enabling factor for, you know, uh, removing some of the, the, the legal kind of litigation aspect of things that are more retroactive. Blockchain is a very proactive technology uh, in my mind. Yeah. The, the, the thing that stands out, I, I think trust is key. And that is just with anything, right? We, we've, we've spoken to many in the IoT, AI, uh, augmented reality, cloud, whatever, edge. We've speak, spoke to many. And, and those are great service providers. But if I'm a user of those solutions, I need to trust. Yeah. Even then, and trust is powerful. Yes. Because I want to go down this road. I need to trust that you're going to, you know, facilitate that journey so that I'm not frustrated. Yeah. And so I think that uh, if, if, if blockchain is truly, there's a solution there that creates trust, I think that's important. Yeah, you bring up a really important point, which is, you know, we live in an era today where who to trust and why to trust yeah. is probably like the biggest challenge of our generation, right? And, you know, this is where open source technologies as a starting point really come into play, right? Where people can understand the algorithms that are powering their solutions. That's, that's step one, right? Um, then you create data from these algorithms. And if you're able to trust that this data was created in a trustworthy way, that not only you can verify, but even other people, uh, even third parties can verify that, you know, uh, deterministically that, you know, this algorithm produced this data. Um, that's kind of the starting point. On top of which you can start to layer on additional business logic on top of that data that everyone else can verify. You see kind of how this chain uh, kind of strings together, right? So um, blockchain as a ledger of trusted data is a already a really good use case, right? A lot of the enterprises we talked to today right. um, that you know want to collectively decide, that, hey, we're going to put our data onto a blockchain. This is more talking about the private like consortium blockchain yes. use cases. Um, you know, collectively decide, hey, we're going to put all of our data together so that uh, if something bad happens, we can uh, collectively understand who's at fault or you know how to remedy the situation in like a clearer fashion. Uh, that's already a great use case. A lot of the enterprises we talk to just want an immutable, compliance-friendly, audit-friendly database of data that they can go back to um, for whatever kind of reason, right? But I think the next step on top of that foundation of trusted data is you add trusted applications that can act upon that data, but also in a completely trustworthy way. And this is where the concept of like a, a smart contract comes in, right? Smart contract is kind of a taboo term these days. It's not just smart, but it's also open source. So if you have data that you know has been generated in a trustworthy way and you apply business logic that anyone can verify, then again, you can kind of even go back and retrace the steps about how you came to this endpoint, right? And that's what verifiability means to me. Uh, things, yeah. It, it, it seems to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it seems big. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to be able to deploy a, a, a sort of a blockchain structure that creates that trust, but it doesn't have to be huge. It could just be 
a starting point. Yeah. Because just like many, just like many in, in that are in manufacturing and industry, they just need to start small, prove it, right? Let's, let's do it, prove it, move it, yeah. and, and, and expand upon it. But can we do that with a sort of a blockchain type of uh, approach? I think so. Maybe, you know, let's, let's think about like a traditional service level agreement, right? Going back to a supply chain scenario, maybe, you know, it's just point A to point B. Maybe there's a few stakeholders involved in okay. getting something that is, needs to be below freezing temperature from point A to point B, right? Uh, this is kind of where like a trusted hardware, trusted device, um, you know, consider like an asset tracker that, you know, measures GPS temperature and has a secure element that will sign this data so people can also verify, right? This is also an important prerequisite to using blockchains is the data that you put on a blockchain needs to also be verifiable or else everything downstream, the business logic will apply to work. It. Yeah. yeah. And, so you know, you're apart. adding junk to junk yeah, yeah. and the end result is going to be junk, yeah. right? But assume that you have some trusted trackers that are reporting um, the truth, right? right? This is a piece of hardware that anyone can verify. It's just doing its job and it's doing its job in a trustworthy way, right? Um, then you can create a simple kind of service level agreement, smart contract to say, if this, then that, right? If the temperature dips below zero, per, uh, zero degrees or goes above zero degrees if it's not meant to, then, you know, issue a 10% penalty to the right. person who is in possession of it at the time. And, um, and, and in that like scenario, that, that scenario does say, hey, okay, we've got the logic in there. We've got the, the parameters. We've got the, the, the agreement that there will be a penalty if it uh, goes above 10, whatever it might be. Yeah. But it automatically uh, delivers it. And, and it's, it's trustworthy. It's like, hey, you got the device. We all agree to this device. Mm -hmm. And it went above 10 or whatever it is. And that's why you got this, 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 you know, whatever penalty. Yeah, yeah. And, we're, you know, one thing that's also really interesting to think about for blockchain is that, you know, we live in a penalty-based world today. Um, blockchain has the opportunity to also add incentives for ah, doing things yeah, yeah, that's not good, good but great. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like your job. Yeah. You know? no. if, if you do a bad job, you know, your employer has the right to fire you, right? Yeah. But if you do a great job, then you're going to get a bonus. And a lot of people... That's, yeah, that's what a, that's they, they hang on to, right? Yeah. So it, going back to that service level agreement example, yeah. you know, if you go above zero degrees Celsius for something that's not meant to be uh, above freezing, then you're going to get penalized, right? But if this is something really, really valuable to you, you want it to be not even close to zero degrees, then you can say, hey, I'm going to give you 10% bonus if you keep it below five degrees Celsius, and if you're between zero and five, uh, then, you know, you're going to get the standard kind of payments. But all of that could be encoded and the parameters can be collectively decided by the people that are operating this blockchain, all without some type of intermediary or service provider that you have to pay for this service, right? You can kind of code up these uh, service level agreements, smart contracts in a way that, you know, is very uh, user owned. And I think that's just like a different way to, to think about See, and that's interesting because you could theoretically if you're in the business and you're cutting these these uh, contracts why don't, why don't you try one that is in in sort of a blockchain structure mm -hmm. because you could do it right yeah and 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 cut your just do it yeah and uh you know another huh. crazy example huh. is that that's you know cool. we're talking about kind of b2b relationships right? right but there's also like business consumer relationships and one 
example that people seem to like, and I'll, I guess I'll share it. It's going to sound stupid when I say it, okay, so okay. let me preface it. Bring but, it in here. Um, stupid comment. Here. Come it, it's kind of around uh, corporations and the way that people sleep, right? Uh, or the way that they, they do uh, healthy activities. So, you know, back in when I was in my uh, consulting days, uh, you know, corp, my, my corporation gave me a wearable for Christmas, like a wearable, a health, healthcare right, wearable. Right. And they said, please use it. But there's no proof that, you know, I was using this to actually track my health or track my sleep and make that even better. <laughs> Stick right? it on your dog. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or just shelf it, right? You right. know, I, a lot of people I know just, you know, got that as a gift, maybe flipped it on Craigslist, flipped it on eBay. Yeah. But what if your corporation, you know, invited everyone into some type of like open kind of blockchain scenario, right? Where they inserted some incentives into it, maybe in the form of money or in the form of some type of token or points and said, look. If, if anyone anonymously can prove that they got seven hours of sleep on a Sunday night and got into work fresh on a Monday, then they're going to be able to claim these rewards. And the most important part is it's almost like an anonymized way huh. to do this, like an opt-in mechanism, right? So if I, got, if I was out partying on a Sunday night and I don't want to share that with my employer, then I don't have to opt in to share that information. But if I did get those incentives... Uh, I don't even have to share my name, right? You can kind of use these anonymized identifiers to say, you know, employee XYZ got seven hours of sleep and they're using their wearable to prove that to the smart contract. This is kind of where the concept, again, of tamper-proof hardware and tamper-proof software comes into play to issue incentives. Um, maybe not as <laughs> yeah. stupid when I say- No, 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 but no, it, 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 I'm- it, it, yeah, I, I I don't I don't have a problem with it. I uh, yeah. I, I like working out, so I don't have a problem. That's an interesting uh, use case. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine, hey, here comes Larry. He's got that uh, doggone Fitbit on. Yeah. Oh yeah, never mind. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's going home early. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's fighting for the incentive come Monday. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's just a, a see. There's just so much. I, I I find if 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 we can do it incrementally, if we can just. Because in the financial world, it's pretty, it's being used. Yeah. So that's 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 good. They they do it. If it's in the financial world, you got to bring it here in the in, industrial world and, right. and be able to do that there. I think that that would be a way to go. Yeah, yeah. It's only when you know the the use cases start to get a little complex that this starts starts to break down, right? Which is why you know the simplest types of things that are really taking off in the public blockchain world which is more like, you know, the Ethereum and like the yeah. cryptocurrency aspect of things is, you know, the most simple type of interaction is lenders of, of money and borrowers of money, right? And traditionally that's done through a bank, uh, but people will be surprised to know how many intermediaries are taking one basis point, two basis points. And by the time you know it, they're taking a whole percent of that transaction for just relaying data. And that's like a very, um, you know, protectionist type of ecosystem that you know is not going to change unless we invent kind of a new system yeah see there yeah so these kind of <laughs> protocols gonna say, that can facilitate yeah. nobody's going to get rid of that early uh, yeah. so because they're going to they're going to fight you know tooth and nail yeah big time big time yeah all right how do people get a hold of you yeah so iotex uh check out iotex.io um and yeah, we, we got a lot of different use cases across consumer, across like enterprises. That. Yeah, so check us out. For sure. Well done, Larry. Making it uh, demystifying uh, blockchain. I learned a little bit more, but I still can learn a lot more. Because I, I'm not there yet. But I like it. I think it's, it's going to happen, right? It just is. All right. 
Listeners, we are once again broadcasting from IoT Solutions World Congress. Uh, put it on your bucket list. Great. You get to meet people like Larry, who's uh, helping us succeed going forward. It's all awesome. All right, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. So you're saying to yourself, Scott, I want to get a hold of Larry. It'll be out at uh, industrialtalk.com. So fear not, it will be there. So get a hold of him because you will not be disappointed. Thank you very much for joining. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, say it. You need to say it to yourself. You are better because of that conversation. You are more educated because of that conversation. And you're saying to yourself, Scott, I want to connect with Larry and find out more. Industrial talk, reach out. All the contact information is there. Blockchain's here. Blockchain's going to continue to be here. Digital transformation is here. There's gold in that data. And uh, everybody's talking about it. And if I had a nickel every time, say, Somebody says, Scott, we need to get the data. Uh, I'd be rich, so, but I'm not. So, but anyway, data's it. Data's king. And getting that trusted, trusted data is really important. Again, go out to Industrial Talk, connect with Larry. We have webcasts, we have events, we have podcasts. And it's all about educating, collaborating, and innovating to succeed going forward. Do that at industrialtalk.com. All right, be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Larry and you will change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned.